Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? This is Sky Yeager here with a special edition of Challenge Mania. This episode brought to you by Challenge Mania Live Tampa. Go to challengemania.live today because I can't believe I'm saying this, but there are 20 VIP meet and greet tickets left. When they're gone, the whole thing is sold out. But 20 VIP meet and greet tickets left. These VIP meet and greets typically sell out very, very quickly. We still have a couple months before the show. But once these 20 are gone, it is general admission only. Go to challengemania.live because if you are a part of this meet and greet, you will get to meet, shake hands with, take pictures with Mark Long, Hesela Delgado, Derek Kaczynski, myself, and anyone else that we add between today and October the 9th. Go to challengemania.live for tickets today. Tampa Improv ain't go know what hit him. All right. You didn't come for me. You came for D. And D's not going to be on this podcast, but D is somebody I thought a lot about on Friday night when I was watching this pay-per-view event. The pay-per-view, of course, I'm talking about is Celebrity Net Fights, BB Canada versus BB US. A lot of challengers involved, of course, because they started on Big Brother and now are stars of the challenge. And I watched this whole thing. I watched it live on Zoom with a few challenge maniacs who decided to join us. We had a, a nice little group there. Lindsay even popped in to the bedroom and uh, popped into the bedroom. No, she watched a bit of this as well. And uh, we had a good time. So, you know, last week I had the pleasure of speaking with Peter Brown, who was a cast member from Big Brother Canada, helped put on this event. I believe he mentioned his title was executive producer. He was also the ring announcer for the night. And so what I wanted to do, because I know a lot of you guys didn't get a chance to watch this, maybe you didn't think it was worth your time or your money, maybe you followed along on social media, or maybe you didn't hear about it, to which I would say, what are you living under a rock? I did a whole podcast on it last week, but no, I get it. For whatever reason or another, you probably didn't see this event. And so I'm going to give you a little recap, rundown, I'm going to let you know what I thought about it, things I liked, things I didn't like, things I, I think could use maybe some work or some additions or some subtractions, and Stuff I really thought did work. I mean, I, I enjoyed a lot of this. I thought there was a lot to like. I realize this is, uh, this is a polarizing endeavor when you see celebrities of any kind, particularly reality TV stars, go out of their comfort zone and, and get into something like boxing or get into another sport. And look, the people that were involved, Fessy and Josh, a lot of these guys are, you know, they're like catnip for internet haters to begin with. But I thought everyone involved should be very proud of themselves, presentation as well. So 
I'm going to get into all that. I'm going to run through the results. I'm going to talk about some things that I think you guys, you know, whether you do already or you will after hearing about this, stuff that you guys should care about because I think a lot of this stuff bleeds into furthering of reality TV storylines, things that happened not just on Big Brother, but on the challenge as well. You heard some names mentioned on this telecast that were not on the poster, that were not on this card, but very well may be on future cards. And that's stuff I want to get into as well. Like, where can this go? Can this expand? Can this keep rolling? Because, you know, when I first saw this flyer, I'll admit I didn't necessarily have the highest of expectations, but it did meet those. It did blow those out of the water. I think they did a really good job. So I would not be surprised if this was the last uh, if, if this wasn't the last celebrity net fights, and I wouldn't be surprised if this broadened and if we got challenger versus challenger or big brother versus survivor and things like that. So I'm going to kind of fantasy book the next couple of these. We're going to talk about all the stuff that happened. And uh, I think you guys are going to have a good time. Let me know what you think. If you like this show, and I think you can still get it, by the way, Fight TV, the app, you can buy the thing, 1999, you can watch the whole thing. I know Amanda Garcia, who was in the house, and we'll get into who else was in the house and the audience cheering on their faves or their flings. And uh, she, she live streamed a lot of it on Instagram, which truth be told, anyone who's watching that, I don't think they were a prospective pay-per-view by anyway. So I actually think it's more eyeballs for the event. So I'm all, I'm all for that, honestly. And that's, that's prototypical. I mean, I go to wrestling events and I, I post videos all the time. So ain't nothing wrong with that. If you saw a little bit of it on Amanda, Amanda's Instagram, Hey, she had a great seat. So, um, Maybe it's still up. Maybe you can check it out over there. But if you want, you can go to Fight TV and you can uh, download Celebrity Net Fights and you can watch the whole thing. It was a pretty good card, all things considered. I, I, I was uh, very impressed. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up the results here and uh, go uh, one by one through the fights and give my thoughts and, uh, and kind of tell you guys what happened and not just in the fights, but also in the um, also in the uh, in the post-fight interviews, which I thought in some ways were more interesting than the fights themselves. And uh, kudos to Peter Brown for giving them this great moment after these fights to call out future opponents, potential opponents, because a lot of their people that they're calling out, they might not be there. They might not even be tuning in. They might not have even thought about getting involved in this celebrity net fights boxing world. But now maybe after getting called out, maybe they will. So going to get into that um the first fight up was uh it's it's actually i'm looking right here um okay the first fight up these i'm looking at some results here but it doesn't look like they are in necessarily in order so the first fight we saw was enzo the meow meow palumbo who a lot of you guys would have seen on last season's big brother uh, all-star season he took on Godfrey, the finesse god. Now, I'll truth be told, I'm just going to say this right now. I don't know any of the Big Brother Canada cast members. A lot of them felt like big personalities, great athletes, no slight to them. I just, I'm not familiar with the show. So pardon me if I say any of their names wrong or anything. But what's interesting about this fight, this was the first fight, pretty even fight, ended in a quote unquote draw. They did this weird thing where they went to audience participation to decide who won. There were no judges. At first I got scared. I'm like, is this how the whole night's going to go? I had heard that apparently the commission had an issue with the age disparity and thus this couldn't be an official bout. They couldn't go to judges for the scorecards or the decision. And thus they kind of just, you know, did a fun thing where they said, tell us on social media who you thought won. But this, I guess, was quote unquote ruled a draw. 
And uh, I'll get to the age disparity thing because that'll come into play later. But that was the first fight we saw. There were a couple kinks early on, tech-wise. The the clock was off, um, things of that nature. But overall, I thought production-wise, this was put together pretty damn well. A lot of pre-fight packages with interviews, things like that. They were constantly throwing to the back. Natalie Negrati doing uh, backstage interviews with people. A lot of those were fun. Um, so I liked it. I really thought it had a great presentation to it. Got had had a solid look to it, solid production value to it. I will say this is something that jumped out to me really early. Is that look? It had a modest crowd. You can understand why. You know, it's a proof of concept event. It's a it's a first time event. We're in uncertain times these days, and it was a massive building for the crowd that it had. And and because of that, the crowd looked sparse. But there are rooms that you could have had this crowd in where it would have looked packed, it would have looked uh, full, and I think that might be something to shoot for in the future. I don't know if they only had certain buildings at their disposal. I don't know if there's a requirement that you need like a building with a locker room or something like that, but this was a building that you could see, you know, a basketball game in or, or something. It was a sort of, a, it was a small arena for lack of a better way of describing it. And because of that, there were full sections you could see were empty and they did a, a reasonably good job moving everyone down. But then when you factor in people probably social distancing on purpose a little bit, I will say that visually it probably looked like ticket-wise this was a failure, whereas that might not even necessarily be the case. And this is a building that was so big. I mean, this is how I put it, is that 300 people, 1,000 people, 1,500 people would have looked rough in this building because this looked like a building that could have held a few thousand. So I would say for the next one, maybe if there's a way to get a smaller theater or a smaller ballroom, maybe you go for like a ballroom in a hotel. I've been to some indie shows, WrestleMania weekend and such. They're always looking for these different spaces to fit all these shows in. And these buildings and these rooms will look packed, even with modestly sized crowds. And it just visually to the viewer or to the person tuning in on Amanda's Instagram or something like that, it tells a better story, you know, because the people that were there looked like they were having a good time. The fights are entertaining. The production values there. However, it looks like, holy shit, nobody's there because in a building like that, you'd have to sell 5,000 to 10,000 tickets to have that building not look rough on TV. So I would say, you know, the, like the building that the PWG does in LA, uh, I forget the name of the theater, you know, something similar to like the Elks Lodge here in New York that I used to go to ECW shows at. I would, I would implore, and I actually am hopefully scheduled to talk to Peter Brown because I do think I have a lot of good ideas for how this could keep rolling and how this could evolve and things like that. Um, and just some, some thoughts because as somebody who I, you know, I, I definitely put my stamp of, approval, stamp of approval on this, I was telling people to watch it, I can see and I can feel the internet negativity when you look at a room like that and it looks so empty thinking that this was a failure of an event, and I think it was far from it. So... I would say, obviously, it sucks to, to, you know, to book a place that's so small that you sell out and you're, you're turning people away. But I think for the first few, that's actually kind of a good problem to have because that's a better story to tell, to say, hey, this thing's sold out or to have a building that looks completely filled to the, to the rafters and to the gills because a building this big was just not well suited for something in its infancy like this because, you know, entranceway was great. The walkouts were cool. You know, the people that were there were into it. However, when you're seeing full sections of open seating, a a lot of people watch that and their brain just says failure, failure, failure. And I don't think that was the case. So I'd want to tell a slightly better story visually. Um, and, and to do that, uh, I would probably pick a more modest setting to go with the more modest turnout. Uh, and even if these, these turnouts do continue to grow, which hopefully they will, I have some ideas on that as well. Um, 
I would try to find uh, a space that is more conducive to telling that story of the, the success that I think this event really was. Um, all right, I'm gonna take a short break here. We're gonna hear from some of our sponsors, then I'm gonna get into the rest of this card. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so this is the first fight that I think is really going to interest people. It involved Jeremy the Manimal McGuire and Tommy Boy Plant. And Jeremy McGuire, who I believe is the Big Brother U.S. representative, smashed this guy. But that's not what's important. I mean, it was very impressive. Smashed him, um, got the win. Uh, it was a, uh, a stoppage, round one. But then he hops on the mic, and this is what he says. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play this for you. Is there anyone in the reality community that you'd like to fight next? Um, you know, there's like, several. Like, I'd like to take on CT. I'd like to take on Logan Paul. I'd like to take on Mark Long. I'd like to take on John Party. I'd like to take on Fessy. I'd like to take on Adam Pike. Let's go, baby. Anybody, anybody, anytime, let's go. Any reality show... I'll keep their asses. Let's go. All right, so he calls out a few people there. All right, you heard him call out CT. Not the last time CT would be called out here, by the way. Uh, also calls out Logan Paul. That might be shooting a little high. but And then Mark Long. And Mark Long was watching this live, immediately responded, uh, which made the telecast. I'll play that for you here. Here's Mark Long. He, he's in, by the way. But this is what they played on the uh, telecast here. All right, so here's what I loved about this show. Um, I loved, I, well, I thought the commentators were great. I thought the ring announcing was great. Shouts to Peter Brown. I thought the post-fight interviews were great. And I loved that they set them up for expansion, for promotion, for promoting fights that aren't even signed yet, which is somehow how, sometimes how you get these fights to happen. And, like, I always hate in the UFC when somebody has this great performance, then, you know, uh, John Anik or Joe Rogan gets in there and they basically no-sell it and say, like, oh, just so whoever Dana wants me to fight. It's like, no, call somebody out. So um, Jeremy, among the people he called out, you know, Mark Long might be the most worthy opponent here. And it might, I mean, that is something I think that would captivate the challenge world. I think that in a way, because this was billed as Big Brother Canada, 
versus Big Brother US, even though you do have challenge cast members involved, this kind of, you know, identified them as Big Brother cast members. And I think it was easy for a lot of the challenge maniacs to tune out to this because it was like, oh, this is Josh and Fessy and Jose and Casey doing their Big Brother thing for a weekend. And I can kind of tune out the same way I'd tune out if they were doing a Big Brother event or, or viewing party or something. And Mark Long is the challenge, all right? Mark Long is the godfather of reality TV. He put together We Want OGs. He put together the Challenge All-Stars. And if Mark Long's getting in the ring, now that's something I think Challenge Maniacs might be coming out to see. So I love this. This was so cool. I already joked with Mark that I'll be as Paul Heyman and I'll come out and be like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to represent the godfather, Mark Long. He is the reigning, defending ruler of the road. He has been ruling the road since 1995 when you were in diapers. Uh, I don't know. I can uh, I could go all day with that. But um, Mark, of course, doesn't necessarily need a Paul Heyman. The guy can, you know, talk a mile a minute himself. But man, would it be fun to uh, to get involved in that. Um, so I love this. And this is the one thing that I worry about, though, with Mark. So Jeremy, I believe, in his early 30s. Mark Long, as we know, just turned 50. Best looking 50-year-old I've ever seen. But... Will the commission allow this fight to happen with judges with uh, with a, an official decision, or does it have to be the hokey little, uh, you know, oh, we're going to go to the Twitter polls here. I actually mentioned this to Mark, and he goes, and I quote, you don't need judges if you knock them out. So uh, I think, you know, judges aside, official uh, judging or ruling aside, that would still be something to see, uh, and I think people would definitely tune in for it. So not the first, I mean, not the last call out, we got this evening. I'm going to roll through some more of these results here. Uh, Madeline Denunzio, I believe Maddie they call her, the Canadian Big Brother star beat Rockstar. Uh, Rockstar, everyone knows from Big Brother here. Um, she's quite the character on that show. She really looked like she put a lot of thought and time into training for this. And this was a slobber knocker. This was a pretty even fight. Um, and this was, you know, Rockstar just kept coming. Uh, Madeline, well-deserving of the victory, but this was definitely a fight that I enjoyed. Um, and nothing to scoff at here for Rockstar. I think she did a great job. And again, to go back to like being impressed by this, this did not look like, I mean, for someone who just got into boxing a few months ago in Rockstar, and I'm not sure Maddie's background with it, but I mean, they looked pretty damn good out there. You know, visually, the one thing that is lets you know you're watching amateur fights is the headgear, and you're, you're thankful for the headgear. Obviously, it needs to be there. But other than that, these fights did not look, they were not embarrassing athletic contests. I liken it to, if you ever see like two mixed martial arts fighters, that maybe are more wrestlers than strikers, and then they start throwing haymakers. Have you, have you ever seen the famous pride fight with Takayama and Don Fry? Yeah, it's not graceful. You know what I mean? Nobody's putting a picture of it on the on the you know the wall of the Louvre, but it's fun to watch and it's a slobber knocker. It's a good old slobber knocker, as Jim Ross will say. Uh, and that's what this fight was, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the next one I want to talk about was another call out. Dallas D-Train Cormier defeated Nick the Landlord Macaron. Uh, Nick, you guys might know from Big Brother Season 21. Um, not a very popular cast member. Uh, this is actually, I think, what got Lindsay to come in the room as I texted her and I just said, Nick from Big Brother 21 just got knocked the fuck out. And she walked in uh, to see the replay. But the D-Train Cormier, I don't have the clip of it to play for you, he calls out Johnny Bananas. And I believe he said that Johnny Bananas was in the building. I've yet to get confirmation that Johnny Bananas was actually there. 
I believe Morgan Willett was there, and maybe just by proxy, he thought Johnny was there. Johnny then tweeted out something that for the 37 people watching, uh, he fights up, he doesn't fight down. I will admit, I mean, this Cormier guy, he's from Big Brother Canada. He's not necessarily a household name, at least here in the States. He would definitely be punching up to take on Johnny Bananas, one of the most famous reality stars here in the States. So I don't know that there's a lot of reason for Johnny to do this. I think, for, to use an example, you know, Jeremy, uh, a much more well-known cast member here in the States, he's from Big Brother US. Him and Mark have a relationship. Of course, it would be a competitive contest, but you know, there'd be a little bit of professional courtesy and respect there. And Mark loves the value of a stunt. I think Mark at age 50 is constantly looking for ways to prove himself athletically. Johnny, I don't think, needs this. And uh, this would definitely be a lot for him to lose and a lot for the D-train to gain. So that's one that I don't see coming to fruition. Um, would Johnny do something like this? Maybe, but I think it would need to be Johnny versus Wes, Johnny versus Boston Rob, Johnny versus someone he sees as being on the same pedestal or level as him. He would need to be punching up, as he said. So I wouldn't hold your breath waiting for the Johnny Bananas versus Dallas D-Train Cormier fight anytime soon, especially since the D-Train here did look good against Nick the Landlord Macaron. So I, I will say that although I do not expect Johnny to answer this call here, shouts to Dallas the D-Train Cormier because he had a great performance. He had a great performance against someone that, no offense, Nick, I think people were able to watch this and see the beating that Nick got and I think cathartically uh, made up for some of the... Uh, some of the, the viewers' angst that we had watching him on, in the Big Brother house. Not a very popular cast member. And, uh, you know, even since then, I think uh, not a very popular guy out there. So Dallas with the big win for Canada. And I think even all Americans watching that were uh, waving a little tiny Canadian flag watching Nick go down. Since I mentioned Johnny not being there, Morgan being there, I wanted to call out some other cast members that were there from the Challenge World. Nelson was there. Uh, Amanda was there. Nani was there. Uh, Tori Deal was there, I believe. Uh, Big T, it looks like, flew in from the uh, UK, which is very cool. Um, I forget who else I saw there, but it, it, lo it looked like you know, a great get together. And, and I love that. And, and look, it's like a lot of these folks just went and played together on seasons 36 and 37. And when you hear that one of your good friends is out there and has been training for several months and is going to go put his body on the line or her body on the line, it's a great thing to go and support. I know I have a friend named Ben who used to fight. We would go check out his fights. It's really cool getting to root for someone that you know well. And of course, obviously people have people in their life who have, you know, differing levels of success as far as in MMA or boxing and stuff like that. It can be stressful watching someone you love and know personally take hits, take punishment and stuff like that. But it's also a really invigorating thing and a really fun thing to attend. So um, shouts to all them for supporting their fellow challengers and, and big brother cast members. Elena was there. Um, Natalie at one point went out in the crowd and was looking for people to interview. That's one thing I would do if I put my producer hat on and I came there. I'd have all those interviews pre-scheduled. I'd make sure everybody knew. I'd probably have a, a, an audience wrangler who was there to grab people, bring them aside for nice little cameos. Because for all those people who were there in the building, I don't know if there was something where they didn't want to be shown or whatever, but uh, they, they could not have been further from Natalie when you needed them to be there on live TV. And then when she did go to talk to Elena, it wasn't the best shot. You didn't have a camera guy ready. We had to watch their back. So that's something, a little tweak I would make there because you got some famous faces in the house. I would definitely get some reactions, get some commentary, some predictions from them, maybe shoot some of them before the fights start, maybe have some of them pre-scheduled to come in in between certain fights and definitely have that audience wrangler there 
If you've ever been to like a Knicks game or a Ranger game or a Laker game or any game, you know, these celebrities, they come to the game. There's a whole department that coordinates celebrities coming to the game and they make sure they have a great experience and private entrance, VIP treatment. But the, the trade-off is that there's going to be a part during the game where they, they show like a little montage of your work and then they put you on the screen and you have to like hold up a fist and everybody cheers for you. And for that moment, they like put you in a specific, you know, they, they have the camera and they, and they schedule it. And you kind of know when that's happening. If you're, if you know where the VIP section is, you can kind of see them bringing a camera over and there'll be a little team of two people. You can kind of watch it happen. And it's kind of the trade off. And so, you know, I know that, you know, Peter and, uh, and Adele, they, they did some great jobs wrangling beforehand and inviting reality cast members to this thing. I probably would have just pre-coordinated with them that maybe they pop on camera. I might be speaking too soon. It's possible they didn't want to be on camera. But I would, in the future, make sure that they do want to be on camera. We're going to go to more words from our sponsors because I hear the doorbell. I think that's my just salad order. Here we go. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. More of the results here. Uh, speaking of people I was impressed with, Caleb Reynolds, uh, unanimous decision over Michael Stubbley, um, Beast Mode Cowboy, Looked pretty damn good here. Won a unanimous decision, but that man can throw some bombs. But really who impressed me was Jose. Jose came in, round two stoppage, just a flurry of fast punches. I mean, just like never let up until he got the big win. Whew, what an impressive performance by Jose. And I think that a lot of people were surprised to see him put this performance out there. But I wasn't, because if you look at Jose twerking aside, you know, dancing aside, you know, character on the show aside, I mean, he's the one where if you see him with his shirt off, you know, size included, like he's the one who looks like a boxer, you know, he's the one who has the boxer abs. He's the one who looks like he's a boxer year round. So kudos to him for, for really uh, proving the haters wrong. Um, as we get into the big three here, these are the ones that everyone talked about the most. Uh, I want to say, you know, I, I, what I really liked about this is, again, I think that the presentation, you know, what was I looking for when I watched this? It's like, I didn't want it to be embarrassing. I didn't want it to seem exploitative. I didn't want these fighters to look like they were in danger. And to the credit of the, the athletic commission and the people involved, there were some of these fights that were probably, you know, they were too cautious with and they were stopped too early and, you know, and that's where you want it to air. Unfortunately, it's like entertainment's sake. It's not the best, but you know, nobody was inj- being injured for injury's sake, or nobody who was taking punishment when they shouldn't be, just for entertainment's sake. And so, I felt like these reality stars were in good hands in that regard. And some of the kinks in this stuff, I think, could be worked out over time. I think if you bring in some more creative minds and you bring in some more people who can, you know, maybe some more staff and. Like, you know, maybe you have that that audience wrangler and maybe you have some more backstage producing and stuff like that. And the big change I would make here is as much as I know that Big Brother Canada is a big part of this thing. And I know that the people behind this event are Big Brother Canada alumni. I'm not saying scrap Big Brother Canada cast members from the cards, but 
I think Big Brother Canada versus Big Brother US kind of, I think, was a, a, big of a, a bit of a hurdle for people, uh, particularly US fans, to tune in. Because it ensured that, for the most part, even someone like me, and I'm plugged in, I have a reality podcast, I did not know anyone's opponent. So even though I, even though I knew six, seven, eight of the people on the US part of this card, I'd love to know their opponents too. I'd love to care about both people. I would almost say I'd rather have a couple fights on the card that were Big Brother Canada versus Big Brother Canada, two people who had, say, a feud on that show. Maybe a couple of those fights are there to bring in the Big Brother Canada audience, but give me Survivor US versus Survivor US, Survivor US versus The Challenge. Give me Jeremy, Big Brother US versus The Godfather, Mark Long. I mean, this is something that I could see growing. I think that a lot of people probably watch this, and Mark Long included, and Derek, whenever he gets a chance to see this, I'm sure is going to go nuts and, and be super jealous. And I know Darrell, I don't even know if Darrell legally can can uh, do, be take part in this because he's got a, uh, a pretty illustrious boxing record already. So he might be too experienced, actually. They might not let him fight here. But I, I, I could just see that if this keeps going... Uh, definitely getting some more U.S. challengers involved, U.S. survivors involved. And and as that happens and the fan base becomes more engaged, um, I really do think this thing could have legs and take off. Um, as fights have become less and less a part of the show, the challenge and reality shows, and they get broken up so early and there's no more bringing boxing gloves and having fun in the in the backyard anymore, I think it's cool that you can have a put up or shut up. Now, I don't know how long. I know that... Peter Brown had mentioned that the challenge and Big Brother were essentially playing nice or at least not playing dirty at some point. I don't know if at a certain point they do work this stuff into the contracts that they're not allowed to do stuff like this because truth be told, it does take a little bit away from the show. It's like, hey, tune in the show to see if these people might go in a hall brawl. But like, hey, do I really care if in three weeks they're going to be punching each other in the face on pay-per-view? So I wouldn't be surprised if as this grows, you know, issues come with it and conflict of interest comes with it. That being said, uh, I'd be down to help it grow and, and get involved because, I mean, this is this is honestly, it's like Derek and I fantasy talk about who would win in a fight and this and that and Challenge Mania being the crossroads between wrestling and combat sports and the challenge and reality TV. And now here it is literally out there. So I would love to be, I mean, like I was thinking of tons of ways that I could, you know, potentially be involved in this thing. And granted, look, I know I'm not as famous as most of these people. So you might want to go with like a more famous person. And you might, there were very few roles here on the show. I think in fact, none that were played by or performed by people who weren't on reality TV. So maybe I don't make the cut, but you know, being out there as a sideline uh, person, maybe I'm the person in the audience doing the interviews. Of course, Natalie, anytime you can get Natalie Negrati, who the fuck needs me? I get it. But, um, you know, maybe doing some backstage producing, things like that, maybe a pre-show, maybe a post-show doing an Ariel Helwani type thing. And I think that, I mean, when you think about how eventized our Challenge Mania Live weekends have been, I mean, look, for the next one, the timing was pretty bad with this one. Um, just timing of when the event took place, timing at the, you know, kind of, you know, bad timing we're in with COVID, things like that. Um, but with enough of a heads up here, you know, I think we could make a weekend out of this stuff. Maybe we do a Challenge Mania Live the same weekend as this. We do a combo ticket, you know, um, post-show party, which I think they already did. And so I would love to, if this can still keep going on the up and up, get involved um, if possible. But I'm still kind of focus grouping it and getting people's feedback. Again, I think there is a certain type of person that doesn't like this. Uh, shouts to Brienne Heldman, uh, who said she hated it. And that's coming from a boxing fan. I said, Brienne, I think that uh, actually... A boxing fan is exactly who I would think would hate this. 
is someone who loves the sweet science, who loves people who have trained for years and uh, the nuances of the fight game and the footwork and all this stuff. This is not for you, you know. Um, this is for the type of people who like to see, you know, Mayweather fight Logan Paul and like to see, uh, you know, uh, Jake Paul uh, fight, uh, you know, whoever he's fighting, Tyrone Woodley or vice versa. I forget. Uh, this is for people who like to see CM Punk fight in the UFC or like it when Ronda Rousey comes from WWE. I mean, from UFC to the WWE. So that's who this is for, I think. And uh, so I totally get, you know, boxing enthusiasts and purists being rubbed the wrong way by this. Adam Pike defeated Josh Martinez. Stoppage between rounds one and round two. Here's what I'll say. Josh has never looked better. He was in great physical shape. He definitely uh, was coming forward. Took a lot of punishment. Um, I think Adam Pike, better fighter. The size, I mean, difference. I mean, Josh is a big guy. Adam Pike was huge. Josh took quite a bit of punishment here. Didn't look like he was stopping anytime soon. Did look like he had a headgear issue. And then in between rounds one and two, the doctor stopped it, but it looked like he was really with it. So it wasn't like an obvious doctor stoppage. But again, you err on the side of caution. And I will say if this continued, I didn't see Josh winning. So uh, clear cut victory for Pike here. You wish it happened in a less clunky way. But I will say for anybody who was looking for Josh to be embarrassed, he did take some punishment here. There's probably some highlights you could look at and claim that, oh, look, he's getting pummeled. But I thought he looked great. Definitely came to fight and uh, no slouch, Mr. Martinez. So shouts to him. The big two here, I believe both these people walked out with championship belts. Uh, I don't know how official they are, but it's pretty cool. They have the gold. Fessy uh, defeated John the Fessy Hunter party in round one in a stoppage. He pummeled him. Pummeled him. And a big win here, impressive victory. But I will say, as much as Fessy looked good, the guy he was fighting did not look like he was in the same league physically or mentally. So the big news, though, as I titled this episode accordingly, is Fessy called out CT in the post-fight. I'm going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the main event, and we're going to wrap things up. Before that, another word from our sponsors. All right, so Fessy wins the fight, and he gets prepped. He gets he gets queued up by Mr. Peter Brown. Hey, anyone else from reality TV? And Fessy says, well, you already know I called out CT. I don't think he's going to say yes, but let's finish this. I mean, here we are gawking at the 10 minutes they spent wrestling on top of a truck on uh, at the beginning of Double Agents. I mean, imagine CT versus Fessy in a boxing ring. Tell me you're not ordering that. I'm salivating at the thought of that. That would be such a great culmination of these two heavy hitters in the challenge world because think of how much happenstance has to go down to get something similar to take place on a challenge field. They both have to be going into elimination. Both these guys are good social players. They don't go in often. They have to be going in against each other. Luck of the draw or luck of the challenge god needs to make it a pole wrestle or a uh, a hall brawl. Man, I don't know how much money's being thrown at these guys. And I feel like that's why, you know, assuming the money isn't like life-changing money, I think that's why the pride, the chip on your shoulder, that coupled with the money is what attracts a Fessy. You know, Fessy just wants to, you know, slap the haters away. Josh... Casey, you know, there's a, a competitive mindset there, but also I think a little bit of proving people wrong. I don't think CT has that in him. I don't think CT needs needs this. So I think it'd be really hard to get CT to say something like say yes to something like this. I might be wrong, but man, the idea of that happening is just so effing cool. Uh, let me know. Hit me up at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, and let me know if you'd want to see CT versus Fessy in the ring. Three rounds, three two minute rounds. I think it'd be really cool. Um, but shouts to Fessy champion. Here he is. 
And then, likewise, Casey Coolhands Clark defeats Veronica Vicious v. Doherty. This was the closest fight, I think, of the night. Split decision. A lot of people thought Veronica might have won, myself included, but uh, can't really complain here. Um, you wonder when you're going into the future of this brand, who do you want to be your champion? You wonder. I'm not saying it was it was staged or rigged or anything like that, but you wonder. You probably want the Big Brother winner and the the face of the challenge now as well to have the championship instead of a, a Canadian woman here, but. I do think that uh, Veronica put up a hell of a fight, and if you told me you thought she won, I'm not going to disagree with you. Casey, though, I mean, talk about just a premier athlete. I did a podcast recently where they asked me who I thought from the challenge world would make it in wrestling. This proved that that is the case. And look, she did get a little bit winded here. She came out heavy and and not heavy weight-wise, but she came out heavy hitting. And you could see in the second and third round there, obviously, she was a bit gassed. But, man, does she look like a million bucks does she look super intimidating? Does she look like she could take on anybody and take on the world? Uh, Casey Clark, not necessarily going to be your, your Fessy or be your Jeremy and calling people out and giving you a great soundbite. But man, I mean, I don't even know who I'd like to see against her. Um, but I mean, if, if weight wise, if it worked out, Maddie, who went up against, uh, who went up against Rockstar on this card, she looked good. I'd like to see that matchup. There were only those two female matchups on the card. So you wonder how many other women are going to want to get involved in this. And from what backgrounds they will come. But um, I joked that the fight I really want to see is Casey's ex versus Nani in the ring. Uh, and I would pay endless amounts of money to see that on pay-per-view. So if you guys had a chance to check it out on Friday, Celebrity Net Fights, let me know at Shot of Jaeger. I hopefully will be talking to Peter Brown, giving him some ideas and maybe seeing where this thing is going. And I'll keep you guys updated as that goes on. And if you haven't seen it, Fight TV, it's a great app. You can watch New Japan there on uh, Saturday, by the way. Shouts, I'll give them a free plug. New Japan Pro Wrestling, you can watch that directly in the Fight TV app. And you can go and you can watch all these fights from Friday. I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think it was a good presentation, great card. Nobody embarrassed themselves. I know that's a low bar to set, but I think that's what I was really worried about. I was worried that it, was, it would feel very lowbrow. I was worried that it would feel very low budget. I was worried that it would feel unsafe uh, and it would feel like a step backwards for the industry and for these people, but I do not feel that way. I think everybody involved should be proud. Uh, the commentators were great. Ring announcing was great. Uh, post-fight interviews were great. Presentation was great. Just I would, I would put some fine-tuning in place there. But other than that, Challenge Mania Live Tampa. Tickets available at challengemania.live. Convos with Cam and Leroy next Saturday. Whoo, I just got the VIP poster that they'll be signing. It is money. I think Leroy might be posting it this week, so check that out. Tickets available at camandleroy.com. Challengemania.shop. We've got a tank you sale. All tanks are only 20 bucks, and if you buy three, you spend over 45 bucks. Free shipping. Head to challengemania.shop today. This Wednesday, the premiere of Spies, Lies, and Allies. We're watching it here live in New York with you guys at Characters. If you want to attend the viewing party, you can email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. But when you watch from home afterwards, Spy Guys, bringing it to you, patreon.com slash challengemania. No better time to join the pod squad and get our bonus podcast coverage for season 37 of the challenge all right thanks everybody enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon all right guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future